Welcome back, everybody. I have an amazing guest for you today. Um, we're going to learn a little bit about, you know, how she's grown this amazing business that she's got going on right now. And I can't wait for you to hear all of the ins and outs of how she's gotten to where she is today. If you wanted to uh, introduce yourself, uh, who you are, your name, and what you do, that would be awesome. Okay, so hello, my name is Mariah, and I am the creator of A Playful Purpose, Learning for Littles, which is a small business that I've created, which is all about resources for early learning. So my background is I'm a kindergarten specialist, and I'm an elementary school teacher, currently still in the classroom, but leaving soon. And I'm a recent military wife, and most excitingly, I'm going to be a mom soon, which is great, because that's a lifelong goal for sure. But my business is that I create all sorts of products that are printables and resources for early learning, whether it's product recommendations or posting pictures on Instagram for different invitations to learn or running courses so you can learn more about it or yeah, creating those digital resources. It's kind of a huge umbrella all about early learning. Path to Business, the podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Bethany Barrett. We're a husband and wife team building a legacy with our three children that we're so damn proud of. School of YouTube graduates, full-time wedding photographer and videographer, operating a thriving six-figure business. We share all our best strategies and experiences that we've learned along the way. Featuring other amazing businesses so you can genuinely get inspired. This, this is, is your Path to Business. business been following you now for a little while not too too long and you've definitely inspired me I wish I could do all of the things that you do with <laughs> my kids um, but I think what you do is so important especially for kids these days who are spending a lot more time at home <laughs> and you know to help out I guess your fellow you know people that you work with right I'm assuming that's who you sort of target mostly my market right now is mostly Ontario kindergarten teachers. I taught kindergarten in Ontario for six years. I just actually moved out of the province uh, last summer. But yeah, my market is mostly those Ontario kindergarten teachers starting to get into a little bit more of like the preschool learning and the mom market a bit. Like you said, with the coming of the pandemic, I feel like everyone was just flooding to Instagram for ideas on what to do with their kids all day because... <laughs> As much as teachers are working so hard at digital learning, there's only so much time kids can sit in front of a screen. So yeah, I'm noticing an influx of moms, which is great. Um, and I'm excited to kind of join them in that journey soon enough. But yeah, it is a lot of teachers looking for ways to get their kids engaged with learning in ways that are developmentally appropriate and play-based and all that. I love it. I think that that's so important, right? Like, especially kids who are perhaps spending more time, um, you know, at home also because they're doing online learning only, like that's the only mm -hmm. option they have. I think that that's amazing. I, I really love it. I'm so inspired. And every time I see something, I'm like, oh, we should totally do it. I just, you know, I don't necessarily have all the energy. To do well, I think, it. And that's a big thing too, is like, parents are not educators. They don't have the same background. They don't have the same education. And it's unreasonable to just expect them to know the best ways to teach and reach their child with like in amazing, engaging setups when they've literally never done it before. No. They're just kind of thrown into it now. So yeah. happy to be there to offer that kind of support for people. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so, so inspired. Like I said, I can't get, stop saying it because I just think that, you know, especially through everything that you guys, especially as teachers have been going through this last, I mean, it's like, it's hard to believe it's been almost a year um, at the time of this recording, but um, you know, the, the things that you guys do, it's so important. And I feel like 
the fact that you were able to bring a play level in like into, you know, our children's, you know, learning and all that kind of stuff is so important, especially considering everything that's going on. I feel like they, they feel it, right. They see it They're you know, so this is like a nice way for them to just be able to explore and like almost like escape in a way. For sure. At the end of the day, kids are still kids, regardless if there's a pandemic going on, they still have the same developmental needs. And in fact, it's harder to reach those developmental needs right now because they are so limited in terms of accessing peers and everything. So if we can support them as best we can at the home, it's only going to help out those teachers in your life even more because they'll be way better equipped to manage the classroom when they eventually get back to it. Yeah, I love it. So before your business, um, what did you do? I mean, I guess you went to school to be a teacher, but were you kind of always like interested in this type of thing? I know you said it was a lifelong dream to become a mom, but tell me a little bit about what you did before you started your business. Yeah. So uh, before I started my business, I was, I guess, just because I, so I started my business right when I started being a teacher. My first year of teaching, I started to create resources to use in my own classroom. And this is really because I'm a French teacher and there's just not a lot of accessible French content out there. And this is the story for so many French teacher authors, which is what we call people who are teachers who are creating products to be used in the classroom, is that you make things on a purely need basis. You want something to exist and it doesn't exist. So then you are left with no choice but to make it. Wow. So yeah, I really started it when I started my business and it's grown with me as I've grown as a teacher. Um, but I guess if we were doing this interview one one year into the future, then I would say I used to be a full-time teacher because my plan was that this would be my last year as a full-time teacher. And then moving forward into next September, I would be staying staying home to work on uh, a playable purpose full-time because um, I feel like I'm ready to take that next step. But now we're doing a little bit early and now I'm actually pregnant. So it changed a little bit because I was planning on taking next year off to work on business, but now I'm taking next year off to be a mom and work on business. So a little bit of everything. Well, hey, I, I kudos to you because I think that there's so much power in that, you know, be, you know, everybody knows that on this podcast that that's how I got into my business. I actually had my first baby and um, decided to pick up a camera. I actually asked for it as a push present. I don't know if you know that story. And uh, Luke was like, you can have as many cameras as you want as I was pushing. And you know, a little <laughs> bit he know, you know, we would have a room full of them. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of power in the fact that a baby just starts you gets you to start to look at your life and really figure out what's important and what you want to be doing. And so I love it. I think it's wonderful that you want to, you know, sort of keep going. And I mean, you've worked extremely hard and it really shows in what you do. So thank you. I think so, it'll be different too, because from this point, I've been working on early education for other people's children, but soon I'll be working on early education with my own child. And I'll have a completely different sense of the kind of resources and the kind of things that work with an even earlier age group that I've ever worked with. And then as they grow, obviously I'll have that more firsthand experience with them as well. So I think it's just going to bring a whole other kind of level. Yeah, a dynamic that you haven't been able really to explore yet. And you'll mm -hmm. have like literal firsthand experience. <laughs> you'll be like, moms, I get it. I get why this yes. doesn't happen now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but before your business, were you just a teacher? I guess you like decided you wanted to go to school and or did you ever work in kind of childcare yeah. or anything like that before? 
So I grew up, my mom has a home daycare. Well, she, she's retired now, but she had a home daycare. So my whole life I grew up around babies and kids and our house was always filled with like at least five kids in her care. And then I started when I got older babysitting those kids that were in the daycare, <laughs> because that was just a logical fit for those parents. And I started doing kind of overnight babysitting with them. And then when I was older, I started working in a recreational camp setting. So I was running art camps and fashion camp and dance <laughs> camp and all these amazing specialty, super creative based camps. Um, and I absolutely loved doing that. And I think that all of that kind of brought me to where I am today because even when we were like creating the calendar of the week for camp, that's where I learned how to format, you know, things yeah. on all the time word and we've moved on from word, but yeah. <laughs> you back know, just little day. things. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the day when we thought word was the best way to create documents, uh, <laughs> kind of all those little things working with layouts and, and I have always been a creative person growing up. I loved doing crafts and I was really big into scrapbooking when scrapbooking was a thing. And I would <laughs> go and do that with my mom. And I feel like all of those things with layouts and colors and all of that comes into my product making now where it's always been kind of a natural thing for me. Like I was always that keener in school who had the really <laughs> elaborate group projects. And now everyone always picked you, right? And I was like, did your parents make that? But no, it was me. And I feel like all those things, I've just always loved creating physical products and things that look, I'm big on aesthetics. So things that look nice. And so now it's awesome that I've been able to find something that I can really not only like use those skills, but really improve them. Cause that's very stimulating for me and very, you know, engaging for me as well as to develop these creative skills. Amazing. I love that. I think there's so much value. Like you didn't even, the way you just described it, like, yeah, I was running camps and doing all that back then. And I didn't realize that like, yeah, that was how we were learning. Right. Like that was part of development and they do all of those things. Oh, oh my gosh. I just like yeah. get a light bulb off in my head right <laughs> well, now. And things didn't even exist. Like I remember I was running an art camp when Pinterest came to be. Okay. And the summer before that I'd been doing art camp and I was literally like looking through paper books for ideas and crafts and like trying to, yeah, go to the library, like trying to find individual blogs. And then all of a sudden Pinterest came to be, and I was like, what is this? This is making my life so much easier. Wow. So discovering all those things as they came to be. And if I hadn't been working in an art camp at the time, I really doubt I would have learned about Pinterest as right when it came out, it would have been probably later if I cared about other things. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it was great. That's amazing. I love it. Um, so, I mean, we've kind of touched upon it, but in terms of, you know, we always like to talk about the spark that got you into your business. Um, was there one thing that just sort of like clicked you're like, I need to start like officially open my doors as a business or was it a couple of things? I'm curious. I think like we sort of talked about before, it was definitely an, a need-based business where I was a brand new teacher and there's so many challenges and I was teaching French kindergarten at a school that had it was so so limited in its resources through no fault of its own and I was just there with a very difficult population trying to find things with the appropriate level of French and anything I could find would be way above them or just not interesting and engaging <laughs> and trying to figure out how to make it play-based because they're four years old yeah. and uh so yeah, really need-based. And I'm also really big on outdoor education and there was nothing available to support outdoor education that I could find. So truly need-based of just me seeing what the kids truly needed to be engaged and successful at school, which was 
playing, being outside, mindfulness and developing social skills, and then not finding anything to support me in that and creating what I needed. So whether it was creating scavenger hunts or creating breathing posters or creating super, super simple worksheets that just involved them tracing one word, things like that. I was just making them based on what I was reflectively seeing in the classroom. Um, And yeah, and I didn't really think it would get any bigger than that because I thought, oh, I'm going to be a teacher forever. It's my first year. This is my passion. This is my life. And I didn't really think of it past that um, until a couple of years later. So for years, I was just casually making things as I needed them and kind of throwing them up on this online marketplace that's similar to Etsy um, and just not really giving them a second thought. Like I made them, they existed. I put them up. Maybe I would sell a dollar a month and I was like, sweet, like that's a random dollar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I think that's, you know, kudos to you for just starting, right? I think we, we'd sort of chatted before about how the power of just sort of getting your work out there, get like getting started and kind of doing it maybe perhaps before you were ready is so important. I think that, you know, for anybody who's perhaps listening to this, who is creating stuff like that, you know, look at, look at that opportunity if that's something that you'd be interested in because I think like like you said it's just like a marketplace where like hopefully you make some I think there's obviously a lot more that goes into building a business but you know to have a resource where you can share it with other teachers who are probably facing the same thing as you Mm because you're probably not alone right like you obviously are not yeah um, because that's probably happening all across I mean, everywhere across the world, right where people are lacking that resources one of my one of my close close friends growing up Uh, is a teacher now and I remember asking her like what do I get you guys for Christmas like what would a teacher really want she's like I love um I love wine obviously um but I really prefer it when parents get me like dollar store gift cards because I spend so much money at the dollar store she's like the amount of money that I was pouring into that classroom every month she's like especially like to get ready for the year. She's like, we're spending a couple hundred bucks a month on dollar store Mm -hmm. supplies. And um, so, you know, I feel for you guys because that's your own money. You don't get any of that back. And, um, you know, it's all for our children. And I think that you guys are so amazing and so vital to their learning because I can tell you right now that they do not learn a whole lot from me other than that mom (laughs) is like very busy and she's, you know, has a strict schedule. (laughs) And, um, you know, I like to take them outside and explore and do things with them but um well if you don't know but my kids are actually just young and crazy right at this point but um trying to get them to to even speak I find sometimes is difficult so I can't um I love that you guys are teaching them to do something through play as well um in terms of your path so I you kind of touched on this already but what were sort of the outside steps that you really started to see some traction in your business in terms of your path you know what kind of what were some things that you started to do to really you know go from a dollar a month (laughs) uh and and where you really started to see some traction Yeah, I feel like I, for a long time, I felt almost embarrassed of my path because it was so slow, but that's because I wasn't even 
trying. Like I didn't even see this as a business when I started. Truthfully, I didn't even know anyone. I didn't even know that this market I was in existed. I was just kind of putting things up randomly because someone told me to, but I hadn't even explored the marketplace where I was putting things up myself. So I feel like it was a blessing and a curse because I didn't have that pressure of this is what everyone's already doing in the space. And it allowed me to make a lot of mistakes and grow on my own into the space. Um, but also now when I see people who are moving through the steps I took so slowly, we're talking like three years and people are within a month of opening the their online store, they're already, you know, where I was after three years, I feel kind of embarrassed about my path. But now I'm just like, you know what, it doesn't really matter. I learned so much in that slow time that I'm fine with it now. Because like I said, it started very casual, and it stayed very casual for probably three years. I'm talking, I had like 30 products in my store that were, that are, don't exist anymore. They're now deleted from my store. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that first of all did not follow proper copyright. And second of all, like, I didn't even know you could buy fonts. Like I didn't know anything. So I was making $30 a month and I was like, this is amazing. Like what even is happening? This yeah. is like $30 I didn't have. Like that's my money for the month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was a first year teacher when I started. So I was already learning so much and so overwhelmed that it was such a distant afterthought for me that I didn't really think about it at all. Um, and then I started probably three or so months into my first permanent contract, I had started um, an, an Instagram account to document it. And then super randomly one day, I remember this so clearly, I, well, I met a new teacher at my school and I was new and I was trying to make teacher friends. And I just out of the blue asked her if she had a teacher Instagram. Cause I just felt like she would based on the kind of things she was putting out. Yeah. And sure enough, she did. So I met my first like teacher Instagram person in real life what's my friend Marissa we're still really good friends and so then between the two of us we became like super obsessed with sharing things on Instagram and really growing that online community and then when I started doing that I met another person that I actually taught fitness to like I didn't even know that she was also a teacher creator so um, and she just seemed so far ahead of me like leaps and bounds ahead of me and she had mentioned one time in passing that her teachers pay teachers, which is the platform we, we sell on was she made enough money to cover her fitness membership for the month that I was teaching her through. And I was like floored by this. I was floored that she could make enough money to cover her fitness membership. And I just remember being like, ah, this is a, this is an actual potential business. I need to learn more about it. So we went out for a coffee and she told me the things that I'm embarrassed. I didn't even know. Like I said, like you can buy fonts and you don't have to use Times New Roman in your products. Spoiler alert. You should put out copyright on every page that says you made this. You can buy clip art and you have to like make cover photos that when people go and look at your product, it's not just like a super zoomed out, you know, picture of, of the worksheet. They can see what it is. And after that, it just started spiraling because then I felt like I understood that it, there was a possibility. I had that baseline of knowledge I needed to do. And then a few months later, I made $200 a month. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What is going on? And I felt like I was like so big and so amazing. Um, little did I know that's like very tip of the iceberg. But just through growing my, through growing my Instagram, I met then um, another very successful seller named Andrea and she mentored me and pushed me through my business and still does. And then before I knew it, I had gone to 150 products in my store and now I have 200 products in my store and selling more than I ever thought was possible. I didn't even know that it was a thing. 
to do. Um, and now I have like a group chat with Andrea and another girl, Tia, who sells. And that's kind of like our ongoing mastermind group. And we send each other support and screen grabs and memes and whatever. And it's a huge part of our <laughs> motivation and success. So my path has very much been through the support of other women, for sure, taking them to the ring, telling me things, us supporting each other and helping um, through the way. Cause there's no like manual that says how to open an online store to sell teacher resources. <laughs> so it's a lot of learning on our own um, and figuring out where to go kind of next in business. So that was a big part of my st- building up my store. And when you're building up your store, you're building up your following. So then I decided, oh, let me just do a membership. Oh, let me run some courses. Oh, let me do this. And now it's just kind of doing everything all over, but it really started so, so small. And I could never have imagined that I would be in this place now. Wow. That's so amazing. I think, yeah, I think that's so, so fun because it's so nice having somebody who can really help you, right? Like who's been there before um, and that they were able to help you. Do you find that yourself now having people come to you? Yeah, for sure. I get a lot of messages from people on Instagram, like, I want to start making a store. Where do I start? And what should I do? And it's like what we were talking about before my number one piece of advice is always just start. Like I, I couldn't sit here and tell you everything I've learned over the past three years. It would be impossible. And you would quit instantly because it would be so overwhelming. And the same thing for me, like if I had opened, put my first thing up there and someone said, okay, Mariah, you actually need to go and buy clip art and do this and start taking product photos and post a bit on Instagram and start an email list and do all this stuff. I would have for sure quit. Like you need to just start putting stuff out there and start experimenting and things we will learn things and people will help you along the way, but you really need that like self-starter to be able to make it work. That's totally relatable. (laughs) Because if I were to tell you all the things, like people would be like, how do you do it all? You're like, I don't know. I just do it. Right. Like you just, you just get it done. Um, But you just learn a little bit of something by doing other things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so relatable. And I'm still learning things like this Facebook pixel that I thought I had installed on my website today, got an email and Facebook's like, Hey girl, did you know you didn't install your pixel? I was like, what? No, I thought I had like, what do you mean? (laughs) So it's still a lot of learning. Um, but just, you know, light years ahead, ahead of where I started. Amazing. Have you had any, you know, sort of challenges or pivots that you've had to make? I mean, I don't know if the pandemic kind of threw you off or anything like that, but I feel like, you know, it's already an online space. So was there anything outside of it, of that, that kind of challenged you in this business? Yeah, I think the pandemic is, is the most obvious one because teachers were no longer in the classroom, first of all. So using the resources that were printables and everything, they weren't using that anymore. So we had to kind of shift even our terms of use to say they were allowed to be shared digitally and then changing the kinds of products I created. I made a couple of virtual products, but that's really not where my heart lies. Um, and then selling pre-made lessons and changing the way I deliver content so that it was individualized and everything. I think that there's probably not even a single business that didn't have to shift with the pandemic, honestly. Um, but other than that, yeah, exactly. Other than that, I would say my first big challenge uh, was the, was a more mental thing was this feeling of being copied. And I struggled with it so much you were being copied or you were copying no me being copied and like feeling so personally attacked and like hating it so much when I felt like I was being copied and it's not like I was actively seeking out people who were copying me but it just started happening that as my following got bigger people would start sending me like oh this person made this it's an exact replica of yours like this person's copying you this person's this 
And it bothered me so much at the beginning because I just felt like I was putting so much of my heart and soul and creative energy into the business. So to have someone then like, for lack of a better word, like rip me off and rip off all of my creative energy. I felt like I was something was being taken from me. Mm -hmm. And I was like somebody like broke in and stole it. Right. And I had quite a few scenarios, like at least four, I would say, where I then, you know, through the, after being hyped up in my group chat would go and reach out to the person and very nicely just kind of assess the situation and whatever, and never did it go well ever every single time it was a huge disaster and everyone was so uncomfortable and you know I regretted bringing it up every single time and I listened to a podcast that was talking about you know copying and how you can't really let copiers bother you because they're never going to get past that beginner phase because they're just constantly going to be taking from other people and that really hit home for me it still took me like a few months to get over but I would say now if people tell me, oh, that person's copying you, I just don't, I don't engage. I don't do anything. I don't yeah. let it bother me. I feel like there's truly no point. I've learned firsthand that anytime I bring it up, they're, they're never going to admit it. They're never going to change their product. They're never going to, you know, say, sorry, they're just going to deny it. Um, and, and it's possible that it's completely, you know, innocent and that they didn't see my stuff and whatever. Um, and, but it's hard to know. So now I just try and focus on what I'm doing and feeling confident about my ideas and that I'm always going to have new ideas and allowing that to propel me forward rather than really being bogged down by other people who are trying on trying, you know, to raise up their own business as well. So that was my for sure big, a big, big mental hurdle for me, um, when I was starting in my business and then the pandemic was like a secondary hurdle. And then my latest hurdle is getting pregnant for sure, because the first trimester was such a yikes for me in terms of productivity. I'm used to being super productive. I'd work up, wake up at, you know, five in the morning, work till 6.30 on my business, then go teach all day, work on the weekends, all of that. And that was just all of a sudden not going to be a thing that I was doing anymore. I was so sick all the time and so exhausted. <laughs> so that definitely changed um, a lot about how I currently run my business. But also it was good because it made me see that I actually don't need to be burning myself out all the time and you know waking up at early hours and working on this all the time in order to have a successful business. Like it's not contingent on that. And I've streamlined my process a lot more. So that's definitely changed um, a lot and also changed just how I anticipate even in the short term, the next year of my business is obviously going to be different when I'm going to be a new mom. Amazing. I think, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, there's so many different challenges. The copying one is definitely something that we faced before. And I, I see it a lot, especially like in photography, right? Like mm-hmm. people will essentially literally copy <laughs> everything you do or off your website or whatever. But at the end of the day, like you said, I think they're just playing small and um, I had somebody the other day who was, who was in a group of mine and they were like, oh, somebody literally copied like the words that I was saying on my post. And you're just like, do you really want to waste all of your energy no. on those type of people? Of course it sucks. Of course, like you want to just be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but at the end of the day, like you said, you've tried to approach them and it really didn't make any difference. So, yeah. um, you know, why waste that energy? And, and again, like, take up that mental space that could be holding you back from doing something more productive. And, um, but kudos to you because like to have people who are 
looking out for you who are you know like basically your loyal fans who are saying like this is not okay um that's amazing too right because you built out these amazing supportive um probably like more so friends at this point who you're able to um you know count on for things like that like you don't really you don't really have to worry about that stuff as much anymore and I think yeah. you know that that's really really nice to have right to have people that are that supportive around you yeah and I just think that they'll if they know if that one person messaged me saying this person's copying you there's a lot of other people that are thinking it too without telling me and just kind of trusting my followers and trusting you know the people that I work with in my community that they are looking out for me and that I don't know they're very smart I've got a very smart community so I don't think that I need to be doing that much kind of searching things out and worrying about things I think that they're all they're all on top of it for me yeah (laughs) just not worth it right yeah like what's what's going to change you know no we have very limited time and energy especially as entrepreneurs and it's just like that's not where my energy is going to (laughs) go no no um what are uh, some of the highlights of your business I asked for three but if you have you know just a few just let me know um but what are some of the highlights that you've had like that you just think yes if this is like the moment this is happening you know tell me about those so my first one I wrote down uh was when I changed my business name so I have had a couple different business names through the years when I was a supply teacher I called it the temporary teacher and then when I started teaching uh, in kindergarten I called it kinder jardin which was like kindergarten but half French half English and because I was teaching in French whatever Um, and I was doing that for a few years but then last summer I was it wasn't really resonating with me and I knew that eventually I'd want to go into more of a early learning less kindergarten and more of the mom space and everything and so when I settled on a playful purpose it just felt like such an aha moment I felt so at home in it felt so comfortable in it and I really felt very aligned to this name for the first time. I'd always loved my other names and I still have fond memories of them. (laughs) (laughs) But this one just seemed so right. And since then, so much has changed and so much has snowballed. And I've had so many great, wonderful things come in the business after that, that I feel like that was such a big moment for the business, just in terms of really honing in on what this space is that I'm creating and where it's going to go. I love it. Was there any others that you can remember? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did do three. I'm a rule follower. Oh. If you give a teacher a question, I'll answer it to a T. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so another one I wrote was last August, um, which was, so I would say that my business really started taking off kind of in, uh, in like the 2019 range. Uh, and then for August, 2020, I set a laughable goal for myself, a laughable sales goal. In fact, my friend Andrea texted me and she, we were talking about goal setting for the month because that's our biggest month um, of sales because everyone's going back to school in September. So everyone's getting ready for school. So we set what seemed like a, just a laughable goal and we sell in USD as well. So I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, sure, that's the goal. Um, but then all of a sudden, I, I was getting closer and closer to meeting the goal. And I started oh. being like, oh, I met the goal if it was a, a like in CAD. And I was already proud of that. And then all of a sudden I met the goal in USD and it just seemed like crazy. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that that unreachable sales goal would be actually reachable. And from that point on, I feel like my imposter syndrome really vanished because before then I was like, oh, I don't know. There's so many people in this space now. When I started, there wasn't, but now there's so many people and there's so many factors that go into it and yada, yada, yada. People with bigger followings. And I don't, I didn't have my 10K on Instagram and all this. I didn't have that big an email list, et cetera, et cetera. So when I finally 
just saw that goal and it was like the last day of August, you know, and then all of a sudden it opened up my dashboard and I was like, what is this? And I just felt like it was such an aha validating moment in the business of like, yeah, remember you thought you couldn't do this crazy goal? You did it. So what's next month's goal? I love it. I love it. I think that's amazing. I actually heard a a speaker recently said, if you want to make a million, you're not going to make a million five, you're going to make a million, you know, like you have to like say a number and then like, you'll make that number. Right. So like make it high, make it like crazy because that's, that's how it works basically. Yeah. Like I think that it's a lot to do with manifesting and then the subconscious steps you take toward that goal. But yeah, that was a really, really proud moment for the business for sure. And Mm -hmm. my last one is, so everyone was always talking to me about, oh, you need to spend money in your business to make money, spend money to make money. And I hated it so much. And I was like, no, I don't want to, like, I don't want to hire people in to help me. I don't want to do this. I didn't feel comfortable enough. And then um, I like read a book that told me with my finances, whatever. So all of a sudden I had this budget every month for expenses. And I finally hired a virtual assistant from within my community. So I just noticed this girl who had been, you know, commenting on my posts all the time and she had a really similar voice to me and we really aligned in our values and about education. And I just decided to hire her as a VA, even though she had no VA experience. I was like, hey girl, like want to work for me? And that was such a big moment for the business because of my attitude toward it. Because previously I had, you know, hired a Pinterest manager briefly or hired a coach briefly or all these things. But every single time I felt you know, I'd, I'd, I'd pay them for the month and I would, I would feel like, oh, inside about how much money I was spending. But now for the first time, I felt like not only it was a necessity, but it was super good thing for the business because I just couldn't manage everything on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it wasn't a negative expense. It was a very positive expense. So for me, that was a big mental switch when I realized that, you know, this thing is growing beyond me. And that's an amazing thing. And I shouldn't be expected to, you know, manage everything on top of my full-time job and all those things in areas that are not my strength. And so bringing someone onto the team and like, you know, giving her a G suite email with her name at applicablepurpose.com just felt like so official and so exciting and so big. So that was only a few months ago, but that was definitely a big, a big recent thing for me. I love that. We, we've definitely hired different people across the years. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Like if it, it's not that I want to say that it was bad. Um, but they, I haven't been able to find somebody who does it the way that, that I want it. Like yeah. you said, who has that voice, who has mm-hmm. that, um, similar kind of vibe, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put it. And so kudos to you. I, it's something it's on my radar for this year. I just, you know, with, with COVID being up in the air for us, it's just like, okay, it's hard to pull the trigger sometimes. Sure. Right. So I think hiring from within my community was the smartest thing because previously I'd been hiring, you know, professionals who are marketing themselves for specific skills, but I am so big on voice and aesthetic that I, I think it was just That's why it felt so good for me was to hire someone in that was already part of the community. She knew what the community wanted. So right now she's managing all my Facebook. Like she posts for me on Facebook and everyone thinks it's me. Like my friends, my good friends and family don't even know that it's not me. (laughs) They just think it's her and she'll take some of my existing content and whatever. And now she's branching on to do more things like updating things for me and stuff. And I just feel like before this, I wouldn't have that trust 
in someone, but because she's been following me for so long and she's already been interacting with me and I already know her, it's been really helpful. And she doesn't have necessarily uh, the background skills that a VA would come in with. That's been fine because then I've been able to like mold her into the perfect <laughs> VA for me. Cause I'm like, I know you don't know how, know how to update a description of this product, but here's a step-by-step -step exactly how I want you to do it. <laughs> and then she does it. You're like, wow. Yeah, yeah I love exactly. it. I love it. If she ever got um, hired to go work for someone else, it might not be like the perfect fix. they would be like, why are you doing all these things in a specific way? Because she's doing it my way. <laughs> hey, you know, she'll just have to go to more teachers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That'll be her niece, you know, you already mm -hmm. picked it for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you give me some tips? You've kind of shared a couple of things along the way, but some tips for others who perhaps are interested. I know you said to start, is there anything else yes. that you think would be um, helpful to someone who's, you know, in your position and just perhaps want to make some extra dollar store <laughs> credit, you know, I mean, sure. I think like it's a lot, right. To take on what you're doing, but if there's a way that people are doing it already, you know, mm -hmm. that they could make a little bit of extra money. I think that that's amazing, right? Absolutely. So. For sure. My number one tip is start, like just start. Don't worry about making everything perfect. Don't worry about, don't look at the other existing stores and try <laughs> and get your stuff to look like them. Just start putting stuff up there because even if you make $5 a month, that will be motivating for you to keep going and you'll learn so much more in the process of doing it yourself than someone sitting down and telling everything like we talked about. Um, but yeah, my, my, other piece of advice that I always tell people who message me is to create what you want and what you love. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about what you think will sell. If you are a grade two teacher and you're finding something's working really well with your students, that's what you should pretty up a little bit and put up. Don't go out there and try and create like a grade six science unit just because you feel like that will sell. If you are trusting your own intuition, you're gonna find your niche a lot easier. You're gonna be a lot more authentic. People are gonna believe in you. People are going to believe what you're selling and it's gonna do a lot better. And it's, yeah, it's just going to be a lot easier for you when you're passionate about it and when you're already using it and you have that firsthand experience about what works and what doesn't work. Um, yeah, and also just the more authentic you are, the more your products are gonna stand out. Because if you're just out there browsing and trying to recreate things that already exist, it's already a waste of time because those products are more established and, and probably going to do better anyways, but you're not allowing yourself and what makes you special to come through, which is really at the end of the day, the only thing that's gonna be sustainable in your business is you yourself as a creator. Yeah. My other like little pieces of advice are just like buy fonts right away. <laughs> I think, I think we got that. I think. Yeah. yeah. The one takeaway from this podcast today is buy fonts. So do you create everything like in a, like illustration or where do you create all your stuff? Um, I create everything in PowerPoint. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Everything is in PowerPoint. Um, I started making things in word, which is just so limiting and nothing ever. You can't layer things the way you want. So most teacher creators use uh, PowerPoint. I would say everyone's up on that PowerPoint business. Okay. Have you guys ever tried Canva? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Really out there, but some people try Canva. Oh, Canva, I feel like in, in my kind of area is more used for marketing tools. Okay. Um, but then for the actual creating a process, creative process, everyone has specific things that kind of make that are unique to your product. So when someone opens it, they know it's, it's like a you product. So people tend to like more of the blank slate freedom of, of PowerPoint presentation to kind of do whatever you want within it. Oh, nice. Interesting. 
Um, what are some of your favorite tools that you use that use that make your life easier? Now, whenever I ask this, some people go like completely different than perhaps like I mean <laughs> by it, but take it. I, I'm curious what, what your tools are. Yeah. I didn't know uh, for this one. Uh, it took me a minute. I was like, what tools do I use? Like, I don't know. Does she mean digital tools or literal tools? Like what makes my life easier? <laughs> yeah. Like what know. hammer? You like, do you yeah, exactly. you a hammer brand? Or? <laughs> so I guess my like ones for actual product creation are like, we just talked about PowerPoint. Um, I run all my courses on Teachery, which is great. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than I maybe wanted, but it's so easy to use that it's just worth it to me. I go through phases where I use like tools to help me schedule my Instagram and everything, but I have commitment issues with those and I never end up staying long for them. (laughs) So those are my only like really tech ones that I go to use all the time to make my life easier. But I don't know, just in my everyday life, I have tried to digital plan and it's not for me. So my number one tool is just to have a catch-all notebook and I just have sections in it and I can have to-do lists and I can have product ideas for later. And I just have accepted the fact that I'm not a digital planner and I have this iPad that I barely use because I just need to write it down with a pen in my Uh, notebook. Well, you should try. I don't know if you've heard of it yet, but Luke keeps posting about it. I bought him this book called a rocket book. Have you heard of them yet? I have not. So basically um, it's, it's called, it's like a you write on it with the fusion pens that are erasable and you can actually uh, take pictures of it and like file it away later. So basically I have, I have a, I I bought two because we love it so much, but this is kind of what they look like, but they're called rocket book fusion and inside like it it writes so smoothly. Um, And you can see like all like the notes, there's different, there's different types. I saw him post about that, but I didn't know it was like a tech thing. Yeah. I was like, wow, Luke's really, excited about a notebook that kind of guy (laughs) (laughs) no but I I highly recommend it I think for I just don't know how much notes you take you know but it's for him it just we were finding that we were um using too many you know we'd write on a piece of paper or we write on this notebook or this other one and like it would get lost right so he knows like if he's going to write something down it goes in there and um and what's nice about it is you you can erase it afterwards and reuse it so it's you know good for the environment um and you know you can erase in it and things like that so it just like it really really works and then you can you can file it away later so if you were doing stuff like you said where it's um, you know, <laughs> more organized, you can at least file it away into a system that makes sense for you. Right. Yeah. So, that's genius. I'm for sure going to look into that. Yeah. I think they're <laughs> like 40 or 50 bucks on Amazon, oh, but not even that expensive. No, I mean, like $1,200 iPad that I don't use. <laughs> and it'll last right forever. Right. Like yeah. gonna, you don't have to buy a new one every year. So mm-hmm. I think that, that was kind of the, the point of it anyways. Um, so yeah, I guess that that's really it. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about or is there anything that you know you think people should know about this business that perhaps we didn't touch on? I think that it's just a business where you really have to be resilient because you're not going to see, well, this is probably like any business. I just don't want people to be discouraged because it's not like you're going to make five products and put them up on this marketplace and all of a sudden be making lots of money. You really do have to have that you know, intrinsic motivation to keep going so that eventually you will grow because it's not going to happen overnight. And that's, that's really okay. And that's just the way that it's going to be, but you shouldn't let it discourage you because eventually you will 
you know, increase your productivity and increase your visibility and start to gain more momentum. But it's definitely not an overnight success kind of thing, which makes this not the business for everyone. But it is the business for a lot of people. And there's a lot of success to be found in it if you're willing to put in the time and effort and the creative energy. (laughs) (laughs) On top of everything else that you're doing, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, So last but not least, how can people find you or follow you? Yeah. Um, I would say just find me on Instagram on Instagram. I'm at, um, a playful purpose. And then from there, I have my link in bio with just all different ways you can contact me. If you want to check out my store, go to my website for course information, all that fun stuff. I have a Facebook group, but we'll just keep it simple and say, find me on Instagram. And then from there, you can find anything you want. (laughs) Amazing. I'll put the link as well in the show notes, but thank you so much for coming coming on here today and sharing all your wisdom. I know that you're definitely going to be helping someone out there. So I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thanks so much for inviting me on. It was so exciting to talk about business. I never really talk about this side of it. So it was great for me to work on those muscles. (laughs) I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast, Path to Business where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business.